We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. After Dark, your weekly dispatch from the dystopian reality that is Old Miss Athletics. I'm your host, Justin Sanders. Got my co-host, John Stefancic, with me. Uh, trying out a little new intro. This is actually, full disclosure, the third time we've done it. So originally, I guess it was a surprise for John. Now he's heard it a couple times. Probably used to it at this point. Seems like we've been doing it for years. Um, but what's up, John? How you doing, buddy? You got it perfected or you're better than Bedwell. Right, so I should say, it, the first time I did the intro, I, I gave props to Friday Roland. It's kind of a wordier, uh, you know, a little, little better vocab on the intro there. Definitely an homage to our friends, who uh, I have on good authority are, are back this week, so don't forget on Friday, listen to the Friday Roland boys. And I think the Friday Roland weather report might be coming our way. Spring has sprung. We're over 50 degrees every day of the week. You know, if we have any new listeners, maybe just to remind, John does live in New Hampshire, so as as majority Southern listeners, maybe a little weather update, you know, gives us a taste of what it's like outside of the South, so we like to hear that. It, it sounds nice, John. You said 74 you even hit over there. That's that's almost Mississippi temperatures. 74 yesterday, which... That's beautiful. And all, we'll, we'll, get, we'll actually get technical for a second. Do, the dew point here is consistently 20 to 30 degrees lower than the South. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was 58 on Sunday and the dew point was 20 degrees, which if any, obviously where typically you get high 60s, low 70s in the south, you get muggy weather, et cetera. So basically not, what I infer from that is just there's a lot less humidity in the air. Is that right? Correct. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 50 degrees here is infinitely better than 50 degrees where you're at. Interesting. Like just, huh. I guess I have to experience that to try to, because it yeah. seems like you'll have to come up here. We'll have to do a recording in my studio. Yeah, we do. We really do. Yeah, actually, you haven't met up here and visited yet. No, I know. And it's been it's been a long time. I need to take a weekend. We'll go watch the Red Sox or whatever. Uh, let's see. The do the Cubs play in Wrigley at all this year? I don't know. I have to look. I don't think so. Let's Probably see. not. I know interleague games are few and far between. Um. I feel like they maybe played last season, so they probably won't play again this season. Oh, maybe two years ago, it feels like. Yeah. Oh, well. The Braves are in town Memorial Day weekend. I'm looking at it here. Mm, that sounds pretty good. That would be. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure that out. Um, should we get into it, John? Do we, do we cover everything? Oh, no, no, no. I remember something that we talked about on the previous recording that we need to hear about. So... NHL playoffs, what round are we in? I, I haven't followed this at all. The Bruins are playing. The Bruins are playing the Maple Leafs in game seven of round one. Okay. 
believe it is the only first round series to go seven games. The Bruins had one of the best records in the East, and they are cursed by me. Yeah, because we, need to, we need to tell this story on the pod. So the Ole Miss Club of New England witnessed fourth and twenty-five from Champions and Copley Square. Mm-hmm. While fourth and twenty-five occurred right after it, basically we're going we're going ape shit. The problem with the with the way I witnessed fourth and twenty-five is that three out of every four people that watched it thought that like the lateral didn't count because you couldn't throw it backwards or an incomplete pass or something. So they were Nile that it even happened. And I was like sitting there going, Nope, they just converted that. That was a legit play. Yeah. Then we had every, there was a Bruins game going on simultaneously. Simultaneously. We basically had half the bar. They, and half the bar was just for regular, regular Joe's. And they all were like, well, this is hilarious. All these Southerners are idiots. We're going to, we're going to go brute for Arkansas just to troll. Very, very Boston move. Yeah. Just, just asshole to be an asshole. Massel, uh, I should we, say. We were very wounded after that, and then the whole Marquise Haynes face mask debacle, which is the part of that, which is the part of that game that always gets forgotten. But Marquise Haynes saved the day, but happened to grab the face mask anyway. Was it was it Haynes that did that? Yeah, I remember it, the play. I, I I will never forget sitting there going, okay, two point. You know, he, every team that goes and wins a title, wins a league, has one make or break play they just right. kind of have to sack up and make it happen and that was and that it was, if, if he had made that play that's the sec we learned he made a play that if you know if you had like um you know the nfl does what's it called for a uh, super bowl champion rings things they do a thing on each team that wins a title mm-hmm. let's say let's pretend that exists for sec championship seasons like the sec network starts doing that and they retroactively went back and pretend Ole Miss won the 15 title they would do five whole minutes on the Arkansas game and Marquise Haynes like saving the day if he makes that tackle. But he happens to grab it. He had kind of that defining moment, but he happened, like, as I've said on like six times already, he happened to grab the face mask. They run the same damn play. Brandon Allen walks in. Yep. It was so, so we walk out of there, sit, you know, Ole Miss and Vincent are the way to screw and, it up. And in retrospect, as fans, we deserve to win the league, but Freeze did not deserve to win the SEC. Like I'm, I'm actually pretty happy that Freeze did not win the SEC. I West. will. In the if we're being realistic, too, they they would not have won in Starkville. You're right. That would have been way too much pressure. Because at that point, at that point, would they have known, or was the Iron Bowl still in, in play? I don't remember. Uh, was it? I don't remember how the rest of the league shook out that year. Ole Miss had the head-to-head over Bama. They needed uh, no, no. They needed Auburn to win the Iron Bowl. They actually would have gotten there, but that didn't happen. So, oh, so they wait. So they could have lost in Starkville, and if Auburn won, then Ole Miss still would have won. Is that what we're saying? Uh, Ole Miss had to win in Starkville, but then they also needed. Uh, but wasn't that with the Arkansas loss? So we're yeah. so we're assuming an Arkansas win. Ole Miss still could have, yeah. Ole Miss still could have lost in Starkville, I think, and Auburn uh, won. But Auburn lost. So it doesn't so matter. Oh, oh, you're saying if they had beat, oh, I see. Yeah, I yeah. See. If they beat Arkansas, what does that that rivalry day look like, where they have to win in Starkville? Oh no, they. Uh, so Bama played early. Bama wins. They didn't have to win in Starkville. Yeah, that's Bama. too much pressure. They would have choked for sure. They would have probably choked it. I I would agree with that. Yeah. Anyway, but we still, 
you know, the, I don't know. And then the way the way the whole freeze thing fell apart afterwards, and mm-hmm. seeing seeing where this administration's at, it's very obvious they really they they had no business getting that close to where they got. But yeah, I mean, freeze play with fire, right? And when you're playing with fire, you can burn some people. Chad Kelly, as far as I'm concerned. Say it again. That, what about Chad Kelly? That it further affirms his greatness. The fact that that team got as close as it did. Yeah, I mean. Chad Kelly is great, and I'm not going to ever say he's not, but, I mean, there were a lot of other pieces on that team that were important, too. They had a handful. had a lot of players. They had some players. They had four first-rounders on the team. Yeah. Five, really, five if you, if you count Connor as a first-rounder, which right. he was. He but that was only through the Bama game that he was on the team. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Mm. All Sometimes. right. Enough anyway, the Bruins are cursed because their fans treated us like shit. So John's so, cursed the Bruins. Even if they win this series, with their, you said they're up right now, um, they'll probably still lose in even more heartbreaking fashion later, so it's fine. Yeah, the, the, the ideal scenario is they blow a 3-0 lead in the cup final. Yeah, so it's fine. So that's what we're holding out for as uh, as the curse that John has placed on the Bruins comes Her- to fruition. Uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about baseball, of course. That's the sport that's going on right now. Another 2-2 two and two week for Ole Miss. Um obviously one and three on the year versus Mississippi state after losing the governor's cup last night, I was at the game first game I've attended this season. Uh, I'm definitely a curse. So that's fine. I'll just take that. Uh, I mean, we can, we can talk about the governor's cup later. We were talking about a little bit before the show. I think the consistent narrative from fans watching that game and really for the past month ha- has been to question, uh, how much Bianco uses, especially Parker Caracci, uh, but in general, just key relievers at somewhat puzzling moments. Um, I think last night they used Greer, and did they go straight from Greer to Crazy, or is there another bridge that I'm forgetting? Stokes. Yeah, yeah, Stokes. And, and we should we'll talk about Stokes today because he he could very much be our our Preston Overby uh, candidate. Golson's playing well as well. So yeah, uh, see, George was this past weekend. It feels like yeah. he recorded. No, we haven't. We haven't recorded since Georgia. I was uh, I was out of pocket all weekend, um, not really able to watch, watch some highlights, caught up later. Um, and then we didn't record on Monday because I was going to the Governor's Cup on Tuesday. So now it's Wednesday, uh, April 25th. I should have said at the top of the show. Um, but, yeah, they dropped the first game of the uh, series to Georgia. They have a doubleheader, two nine-inning games on Saturday. They know they have to win both of them to win the series. It's a pretty tall order. I mean, I think – any team sweeping a doubleheader is fairly rare. Um, you know, when Vandy did it two weeks ago, uh, it was definitely a gut punch to Ole Miss, and they had to turn around to do that to Georgia, who's a good team, great RPI. Um, but they got it done, and Stokes is a big part of that, is what I was alluding to earlier. He had, like, an extended outing, uh, closed out game one with, like, 3.1 innings or something like that. Sorry, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I, I know he was up in the 70-80 pitch range. Uh, you were watching that game, right? He hit like 94, 95 on the gun. Like, this is not a Stokes we have seen thus far this season. They lose 3-2 Friday night. Caracci gives up a run in the ninth. Mm-hmm. Similar to last night. The governor's eight and eight at that point. It's a defining day of the season. They come out. Feigl was good. Feigl was good. Oh, we should, so- mention, we should mention Rollison was really good Friday. Rollison goes seven innings, two runs. That's a... That's a that's a quality SEC. That's an above average SEC Friday night start, which it, I think he's 
I said, I think he gets better as the season ends. He's got three teams outside the top 50 RPI to pitch yeah. again. Well, we're kind of cribbing a little bit from Rebel Grove, right? But I believe their podcast yesterday was about how he has a very high BABIP, which should mean that he should get a lot less, a lot more balls caught as the season goes on and have less trouble. Or my uh, gut analysis last week that he's kind of, do- he's on the edge yeah. of getting turned around. So. Mm-hmm. We'll see how this unfolds. It's, it's money for him, too. I mean, I think he's treating this as a contract year, even though he's only a sophomore. He is draft eligible. Well, exactly. He can – we'll see how he pitches down the stretch with yeah. that dynamic play. I think, um, you know, honest to God, if you're Ole Miss, you're probably kind of glad he sucked first half of the year. He's more motivated to pitch better in the postseason as opposed to protect himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dumb as that sounds. There he's is gonna, I mean, he's going to have a stage. So they're eight and eight going into the game. Will Stokes goes, Mister ADRA comes in, put turns back the clock. Is what he's capable of. Uh, shout out to William Brand for texting me in the middle of that game, saying how I felt bad mouth Stokes, and he comes in and uh, <laughs> pitches well. Why do you think we're doing it, Brand? What do you think this is all about? We're, this whole podcast should just be called the Reverse Jinx. I I, st- I talked. I motivated Stokes to get his head out of his ass yeah we know he's and he, listening and he was okay last night so yeah no he was yeah. good last night but he's stokes appears to be getting better which i will say is key we, we said they needed to go find a couple arms stokes mm-hmm. appears to be coming around imagine if this team had dallas wolf the last year's version of dallas wolf folk uh, they'd be really good i mean they, they would have won that game last night bandy games they win last night they win again between between the two state games they blew the two Vandy games they split those. This team is a locked national seed at this point. But yeah. anyway, and we'll talk fun. about the D one projections out today. But Ole Miss still kind of clinging to that that borderline national seed slash just a regular host distinction. Um, you know that's going to be determined down the stretch here. To earn a national seed if they play well down the stretch. That's yeah, the I mean I think if they keep winning the SEC series they'll be fine. Um, they. What, there's four four left? Is that right? There's four they need to go. LSU, South Carolina, um, Auburn, and then what's the last one? Alabama? I think they need to go nine and three. No, I mean, I think... Hmm. And with the RPIs, yeah. So who are they going to sweep? They could sweep some. I mean, out, between Alabama, Carolina, and LSU, somebody's sweepable there. Yeah. Yeah. LSU only won two games outside of Alex Box this year. That's I like that. Yeah, I like that with them coming to Oxford tomorrow. They're LSU in name only right now. I say yeah. that and Rock's gonna get shelled. Yeah. Watch <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna drop the series. Uh but whatever. I mean our podcast means nothing, doesn't matter. But whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean we gotta talk about that game last night. Um honestly I gotta finish my Mississippi made comment. Then we'll set up why Caracy pitched in the ninth last night. Yeah, please. So Defining day of the season, Mississippi made senior Will Stokes comes in, best outing of the season. Game two comes around, Mississippi made senior Will Golson uh, comes hits two home runs. Mm. Mm. And second and third of the year. Yep. Basically, you had two seniors kind of draw a line and say, we're going get, to get over the hump here. They get two wins against Georgia. They now are four and two against the top ten RPI. Um, all those games coming at home being Arkansas and Georgia, so they put themselves in good shape there. Now I will say this: 
I was prepared to say this prior to last night. I have to say, last time we recorded, I was indifferent on Bianco's bullpen management. I wasn't saying Bianco was bad at bullpen management. At some point, right. guys got you. I'm going to completely reverse my position on this. I mean, last night was just a complete head scratcher. Because... But, but this, this is just the Georgia series. I want to go through okay. all this. And okay. Then we'll pile on last night. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Rollison went seven. Help me walk me through this. Rollison went seven Friday night against Georgia. He then pitches Etheridge like 10 pitches. It is brutally obvious that Etheridge is a one outing guy. He's Aaron Greenwood. Can we just, can we think and operate that? Well, I mean, I I still think that Etheridge is going to be a really good starter. And it's two, two in the ninth. And instead of letting Etheridge pitch three innings or whatever the hell he needs to do, they put Crazy in the game. Gives up a run, they lose. So now you've burned Etheridge in a losing effort and you use throwing only 12 pitches. And, you, and you've used Caracy once. I think Caracy can bounce back, especially if it's Friday, Sunday. He appears okay. I don't see it. I don't think two outings a weekend is what play. I don't think that's, a, that's the thing with Caracy when he gives stuff up. But mm. whatever. Stokes bails him out game one by able to finish it. And the other thing, too, is the offense was able to get the get, get the lead extend the lead in the eighth inning to where Etheridge could tire. I mean, not Etheridge. Stokes could tire a bit, give up a run of the ninth. They still get through it, whatever. They got it from 5-3 to 8-3. Then game three rolls around. I need a pulp with the box score to do this. Because MacArthur went six good innings. And then I needed to remind myself, because I believe Etheridge got in this game and sucked. Or maybe I have it wrong. That's I should have this pulled up. Basically, where I'm at is, long story short, Mike needs to look at this team for what the hell it is. Etheridge is a one-outing guy. You can use Caracy with a day of rest. I mean, I give your him, thought, I, but I have a response. He does get credit for good. He's got to find somebody. Going with Stokes is fine. I give him that. It works. So let, me, let me pull up the sequence here in game three. Let me find it. And then we'll get into last night, which made no sense. The other thing, he didn't pitch. He didn't pit, pitch Greer Holston, who's probably his second or third best arm in the uh, box score game two, because it got to the bases loaded in the eighth with Crazy, and I'm blank. I apologize. This is not a great pod. I have to pull up and remind myself what the hell happened here. Yep, okay, MacArthur, six innings, good. Uh, is it Chiaffi? How do you say yeah, that? Yeah, that's fine. Seventh inning, good. Eighth inning rolls around. He, Chiaffi starts running some trouble. He doesn't go to Holston, he goes to Etheridge. Etheridge goes a third of an inning, gives up two hits and a walk. Hmm. Which is nothing compared to what he's on. What he's like in his first outing. They have to bring Caracy in to get a bases loaded ground out. Caracy gets through the ninth. Why in the hell is Etheridge in the game at that point? Mm-hmm. Either Holston is clearly the selection, and if you don't want to go Holston, if you want to feel good about your rebound tour, put Wolfolk back in. Although I, I'm Wolfolk's got to prove something in a midweek. He didn't touch the field last night. Yeah, I, I think I think Wolfolk maybe should have been the guy last night in the ninth instead of Caracy. Because let's think about. 
I know you're not finished with Georgia, but why are we going to Caracy when he blew two games against State already in Starkville? It makes no I sense. I don't know either. Well, well, he's Mississippi made, and then we got to advertise in front of. A Texas. lot of our players are this stupid. I don't get it. It it made no sense. Why Etheridge going in a second time over Holston is ridiculous to me. Mm-hmm. Um, especially. I, that that made no sense against Georgia, and then last night putting Caracy in that game, I don't get it. I mean, I, I don't get it at all. You either, I guess, either let Stokes finish it, because Stokes is probably a one outing on the weekend guy. You don't, he's not going to pitch twice. He does not have a rubber arm. You can pitch. You can pitch Stokes Tuesday, have him come back Friday or Saturday. But don't put Grace in Tuesday. I don't get it. I guess I'm, long story short, I'm, I'm now on your side of the fence on the Bianco bullpen side. He, well, I don't get what the hell he's doing here. I think, it, I think it's double-edged sword because, you know, if we said, Bianco, do what we want, a week or two ago, it would have been Stokes never again except in the midweek, right? And then he comes out against Georgia as a pivotal performance. Oh, you're right. Helps so, win the season. Helps so win the series. Or, so I don't freaking know, man. It's hard. It's baseball. I mean, yeah. honestly, losing to state, their first midweek loss of the of the uh, of the year at a neutral site, a team that's played much better. They swept Arkansas. We we can't look over that. I mean, it's not that bad. It's just baseball. But at the same time. You know, it's always hindsight 2020. What could have happened? I will say what was funny was last night we're driving back from the game. Probably took us about 15 minutes. Really not that bad to get out of the parking lot. I mean, it's a it's a big stadium, big parking lot, pretty full last night. Um, that wasn't bad. We're on the interstate. It's probably been about 30 minutes since State walked off on a double. And we're on the interstate headed towards Ridgeland. Ole Miss team bus, Klein Tours, breezes past us. No police escort, no nothing. I don't know what the mindset was. I, I I think they were just done, ready to be done playing that team this season. Whatever. Let's get out of here. I was about the fastest I've ever seen a team leave a game. So I I don't know. Hopefully they're as pissed off as the fans are or whatever. It's it's just baseball. I'm not, I'm not that upset about it. I do want to talk about Red Cup's reaction on Twitter because I actually think it was noteworthy. All right. Let's do it. All right. I guess – to put a period, uh, put an end on the Bianco bullpen discussion, I think we can make this a really simple rule. You're not allowed to use Etheridge twice during a weekend. Yes, yes. It. that that we'll seems obvious. Playing. All we want, and, and also I want Etheridge to to extend as much as possible. Like I would rather have him close out a game if he pitches the eighth than use another arm, yeah. unless he gets in trouble. I mean, just at least try it. Five plus outs once. At least try it. The yeah, curse- that's what I want. First, Bruins just gave up a power, just allowed uh, Toronto to score a goal shorthanded. It is 4-3 in the second period. Hmm. Their defense is collapsing before our eyes. Uh, the curse is working. So, all right, are we ready to talk about these these uh, these very sad, bad online tweets? Let's talk about Red Cup. I'm pulling up the Mississippi A&M Raptors website. What are they even talking about? It's um well that they're referencing the new college football video game, which is actually funny. So they don't have any licensing deals, so they're just putting like 120 fake colleges or whatever. And then I'm assuming it's going to be like NCAA where they let you download fan created rosters. So they're just assuming 
the fans are going to make all the real players and teams, and then they don't have to say, well, we didn't license it. It's not, it's not official. You know, it's kind of funny. So they have a team on the promo called the Mississippi A&M Raptors. That's kind of what they're referencing, I believe. Uh, so I don't, whatever, that's fine. That's it's in the zeitgeist or whatever. Um, but yeah, so obviously, you know, Red Cup we can get very emotional on Twitter during games. Um, we don't have to talk about who's tweeting what. I don't even know for sure. I mean, I think I've pieced together a lot of it. Um, but so they're very mad. They're very sad. They they tweeted lol right after the walk off, and then this part I actually have to defend Red Cup on. So they tweeted at the state site uh, for whom the cowbell tolls or whatever. It's a very literary reference for their fan base, by the way. You have to give them props for that. Um, he said, y'all about to promote y'all's interim, huh? Obviously, the joke there is that Ole Miss promoted Matt Luke after Egg Bowl win. They're kind of being a little self-deprecating there. Uh, for whom the cowbell tolls completely misses the joke. Quote, te- quote tweets it with like, well, y'all would know, like, uh, yeah, dude, that's the joke. I don't know. I mean, whatever criticism you have of Red Cup, I think it pales in comparison for the the freaking losers that run the the state social media accounts. So whatever. Um, moving on, they start retweeting stuff about Florida lost to a bad non conference opponent tonight happens too. Midweek games about CUSA teams are always tricky. Blah blah blah. Just like totally, just trying to trying to be like basically fight me state fans. Like a total f you to state fans. Good news, don't have to play in peril anymore. More good news, still 32-10, and 10, number six in the country. Get double-decker, blah, blah, blah. Like, what? just, what? What are you saying? They went all West Rucker there. Yeah, well, they tried, they, they tried to be like, screw you, we don't care about you, you're nothing. They quote-tweeted a picture of, uh, of Henderson holding the trophy and said, oh, y'all dogpiled and everything, jokes on y'all, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. So that's one thing, right? That's one way to be mad online, to be emotional, to kind of basically show your nude red ass. That's fine. The thing that I think is super embarrassing, scroll up to this gif with uh, what's-his-face from Big Lebowski. So first of all, they get mad and defensive and try to fight state fans, and they get so owned by their responses, they have to tweet this. To all the folks mad in the mentions and the timeline, it happens. Baseball is weird. Sometimes teams have your number. State got themselves yet another good win against us. So big ups to our friends at Miss State Sports. And they said, here's to them winning more, so there'll be good losses for us. No, you don't get to play both sides of that road, dude. You already acted all petty and above it, and then you end up getting so owned that you're like, actually, I hope y'all win too. Uh, Let's all be friends. Like, I just can't. I can't with that. That's freaking embarrassing, dude. Am I out of my mind here? That's that's embarrassing. They are garbage. Yeah, I mean, no, no hate to Red Cup. We're we're fans, and uh, obviously our friend Table is a contributor there, and Wesson's been in and all that, and they were started by uh, old friends of ours. But Ghost of Jay Cutler's Red Cup. Still, yeah, go. yeah, yeah. Shout out to Ghost. Shout out to Juco. Um, still though, I'm just a, a little word of advice, Red Cup. Honestly, just be a little less emotional on Twitter. It's it's really okay. Obviously, we all follow Ole Miss sports closely. We probably spend way too much time on it, and it sucks when you lose, but it's not helping uh, you seem like the team that's above it all when you when you basically you know cry and pout and then end up having to apologize and ask to all be friends. Just It's kind of embarrassing, but hey, that's just me. Props to you. You got a big brand. You got a big following if you're listening. You know, no hate. You know, Do what you do. You're Red Cup, whatever. That was just my. That was my little. I thought that was funny. I thought it was funny to take such an aggressive tone, and then like thirty minutes later, 
end up wishing them best of luck in their season. Like, come on, man. Pick a side. That's all I have to say about it. I polar, whatever. Yeah, and at the same time, maybe it was different people. <laughs> you know, that's kind of how that account goes. Um, all right, so that's where we're at with baseball. As I mentioned, we got LSU in Oxford starting tomorrow night. I assume it's on SEC Network because I think Ben McDonald's in town to call it. Um, should be yep. good. I, I like when Ben McDonald calls games. You know, he played with Bianco. I uh, got a lot of you know fun insights. He's a, he's a good he's a good uh, kind of players commentator. Like you always get all the the pitchers uh, insights and all that. It's funny to hear him he's talking about pitching right, to Bianco. He's kind of the he's really the right commentator for college baseball. Yeah, it fits, especially <laughs> in the SEC. He's country as hell. Exactly. He uh, he fits. He he he's good. But it's also it's a good fit for the region. They don't try to make it more than what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. I guess I think it it's good overall. If, it's, if college if college baseball will stay as a regional sport, mm-hmm. then it'll be it, it'll be enjoyable for a while. If they try to make it more than that. It's just going to get screwed. I, I think even if they try, it's just not really going to work. So I, I think it's going to be a regional sport no matter what. And the regions like Mississippi that are sports starved this time of year will always uh, have more enthusiastic followings than the coast. Um, yeah. So what are we going to talk about, John? When's the NFL draft? Is it this weekend or next weekend? It's tomorrow. That was the other That's topic. what I thought. It's tomorrow. Okay. Should we be talking about that? Are there players that are going to be drafted? I mean, Breland, right? If you had to take a quarterback, who would you take? Are you um, aware? Because it's because uh, you got Ro- uh, Rosen, Darnold, Allen, and Mayfield all all expected to go like in the top twelve. Probably Mayfield, right? But this, honestly, if I was NFL GM, I might try to see if I could get Lamar Jackson second round. I don't know. Call me crazy. Go Lamar. Call me crazy, but I mean it's a gamble. It could be, especially if you already had someone that that was working for you. Now you didn't need an immediate QB. So that's going to be five, and, it, and there's he may go late first. That's easily five QBs in the first round. Yeah, you said Josh Allen, right? That's the the one people are hyping. Yeah, it's the Wyoming guy. I, I wouldn't take him. Um, yeah, someone's going to though. So like some some Browns or someone like that is going to do it. Giants at two. Do you draft Saquon Barkley, assuming Cleveland takes a QB, and then just go for it in the next year or two with Eli? Hmm. The problem are they, is, are they riding with Eli? I thought they were considering getting rid of him still. Well, here, if you draft Saquon Barkley, you got like a top ten back in the league all, all immediately. Yeah, and then you have all those receivers. You got Beckham for at least one more year. It's kind of a go all in for this year. From like two over, from second overall pick to legit, which you know, if they can put an offensive line together, which is a big if, mm-hmm. they've got the skill position guys. You've got a quarterback that's established. I I think that that could work. Defense, I doubt. Defense probably ought to be should be pretty decent at the end of the day. I bet they don't take a running back at two. It's just too high. If they were like at eight, maybe. I think it's worth. If I were them, I'd go for it. I think it might pay off, but I think they're going to be too worried about the perception uh, uh, of the status quo. Let's say it flops and they go six and ten or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then you had then Barkley has a year experience. You move on from Eli. You go draft a quarterback, and now you've got a good young running back to pair with your quarterback as you break him in. I mean, well, it, how are their how is their offensive and defensive line? I know you said they have to put together an offense. I mean, offensive, offensive line. line's trash. De- defense is 
decent on paper. I bet they take a tackle or some shit. There's not a tackle worth drafting that high. Mm, so there's okay. Hmm. Problem is apparently like the maybe they tackle, trade, tra- make a trade. Apparently the top tackle like shouldn't be taken above the eighth spot from a value perspective. Is what everybody's it's mapping. A, it's a conundrum. Uh, watch them draft a QB. Yeah, Paul. And then be like, he's going to study under Eli and learn from one of the greats. And then it's just so complete shit. Yeah. yeah, watch him draft Josh Allen second. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, uh, this is the team that passed on Tunzel because uh, he smoked weed once. So I don't really know what to tell you. Pop quiz. Who's broadcasting the draft? Like what channel? Yep. Uh, True TV. No, nope. okay. Fox I'm has kidding. it. Okay, sure. Why not? Well, I do until week. I was, uh, what was that? Watching some, I, saw, I was watching something on Fox. I can't remember what. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, we got the draft coming. I was like, what? ESPN does not have it. There's, I'm assuming NFL Network's got it. I'm get, I mean, to me, that says <laughs> the draft must not be that valuable because ESPN pays for what they want. Yeah, NFL Network's obviously got it. And then, uh, no, I think, oh, wait, no, I'm wrong. No, ESPN has the draft. All right, disregard everything that was just said. That was fake news. <laughs> Telling me three channels are broadcasting the draft so at the same time. What? Is this a presidential press conference? What the hell? What is this? Hmm, that's very confusing. You, you confirm that Fox has it. Fox has two. Yes. Hmm, this is very strange. Fox is big. Fox is broadcasting the first three rounds of the draft. And then what do they say? ESPN and NFL Network are broadcasting the draft. Like, like you know how like it. You know how like NFL Network gets like the first interview on the plot of the player, yeah, like uh-huh. John's always up there, and then ESPN comes in, right? Like, right. so is Fox gonna get? Who's gonna get the first? My God, that is that is a bit That's much. That's weird. Hmm. What in the? How does that work? The league with ter- with no PR sense. Was able to sell Fox to go do the, what the shit? I, I'm guessing uh, probably the reason is because there's not going to be any national anthem to protest, and so they they feel like they're safe. I mean, Fox ponied up to get the draft and Thursday night football. Like, we, here, let's try to let's try to see. Uh, I want to try to see if we can figure out how much they paid for this. They got. I know they paid more money than. I know NFL got more money for Fox to do the Thursday game starting this year. Yeah. People want the NFL still able to go obtain more money when they negotiate deals. Pizza Hut's giving them more money than Papa John was. Hmm. It's crazy. That is, that is interesting, actually. They're commercially strong from a uh, from a PR perspective. They're stupid. I mean. V- Vitter could go work as like deputy PR admin for. Uh, for uh, Goodell, actually, oh shit, we need to get Goodell to go hire Vitter and Bjork. We need to convince him to do. <laughs> Maybe that's our out. Oh man, well, this article doesn't have any numbers about how much Fox paid, but it looks like um, 6.7 million people watched the first round last year. That's pretty good on ESPN. 2.5 million watched NFL networks. I mean, th- I mean, that's pretty good. Those are good I'm numbers. To see how many people watch it on Big Fox, it's going to be fascinating. You know, to me, the draft is like a year in, year out thing. Like, I only care when my team has good players up. Like, I don't really care at all this year. I hope Breland gets drafted, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I hope uh, what's the running back gets drafted, Wilkins, but we'll see. 
He'll probably be unsigned free agent. Yeah, I guess this Hain. I'd be surprised if Haynes got drafted. That's sad, man. Too small. Yeah, he's a tweener. I mean, I'm sure he'll end up somewhere. They'll at least try him for on a practice squad or something. Yeah, he's got a shot to do what Mike Hilton did for sure. But... Yeah, for sure. I don't know, man. Um, What's your thoughts on this LSU series? I haven't watched any LSU this year. Uh, so the hot rumor uh, is that LSU wants to fire Maneri and hire Bianco because they've lost tops now due to budget concerns in Baton Rouge. Isn't that this? Baton Rouge is the state capital, right? Yeah. So due to, due to political uh, who knows what, they no longer have a scholarship they can – I guess we'll say abuse to uh, go around the NCAA scholarship restrictions. So that makes it a lot harder to win. They think Bianco's done a good job at Ole Miss. This is the rumor. This is not coming from any LSU people. I think if Mike, I think Mike Bianco would do very well at LSU. I, I think he probably would too. He played there. Mike, Mike Bianco, I mean, we, Table Kyle and I were talking about this. Bianco's a very good coach. I don't think he's a great coach, but if you put him in like a good program, like he would win consistently. He would. Yeah. He hosts every year at LSU. Yeah, and so I think a lot of LSU fans, at least according to this rumor, feel the same way. He's got um, more to pull from there. He'd have to fight with a guy to go do it. I mean, if you put, if you, so what, gave, you think it, you think it happens? If you gave, I don't know, let's get there in a second. If if you gave Bianco the all the players in Mississippi, and like if like if he had Jake Mangum. Yeah. No, if they had Jake Mangum on this team instead well, of Golden. Let's, let's take Jake Mangum, just Jake Mangum. Here. And then take some of State's Mississippi relievers and start. I mean, damn. Yeah. That's a damn. team. That's a team. Top five team. Yeah. Shouts out to the uh, to the friend of a friend State fan that was standing with us last night. And uh, when I said, man, I hate Mangum, he was like, yeah, but wouldn't you love him if he was on your team? And I, I hated to be a dick, man, but I had to hit you with the, yeah, that's called sports, bud. Like, yeah, you nailed it. That's how it works. Um, but he's not on my team, and so I hate him. But, damn, if you if you replace Golston on this team with Jake Mangum, that's that's a huge upgrade. Yeah. I mean, if you could go pick – if you put Mangum in one – whoever their, you know, their best reliever – Holy shit! They're second. Best <laughs> they have they have uh, some decent starters too. I don't know if they're from Mississippi or not. Yeah, no, but yeah they're, I mean, they're making a good point about the yeah LSU could do a put, lot better. Forget tops. Put Bianco. I mean, Bianco does a pretty good job being efficient with scholarships. Yep. He, he never does. whiffs. Mm-hmm. He never. I mean, the worst he, the worst he's ever gone conference record is thirteen and seventeen. I mean, that's yeah. It. It'd be interesting. The other thing too is Drew play. Drew's playing there starting next year. Right, right, right. Yep. His although, son. although he, he said he wouldn't coach his son. Yeah, but I don't. But know. maybe if, if he, I don't. I have no idea if he's ever wanted the LSU job. I mean, he like I said, he, he played there. I feel like if he would do it anywhere, it'd be LSU. Right. I mean, it's a natural fit. I don't know. We'll see. But all that to say, I think LSU is not good this year. Um. I like Ole Miss's chances. It's kind of like the Georgia series where they really need to win to stay on track. So you have to hope no, that's going to They, they need to win, too. The question is, can they get a sweep? I just don't know if they have enough bullpen arms to sweep in. I, I mean, to me, it's just win two. I'm I'm cool with winning two the rest of the way out. I think you win two the rest of the way out. 
You're either a, a low national seed or, or you're hosting, which is good enough for me. I'm not that concerned about, about it. 12. There's seeding one through 16 this year. I don't know if we talked about that. Right. Or not. Yeah, I think we have in the you're past. You're a top 12 seed at that point if mm-hmm. you go 18 and 12. And then maybe maybe if you go make a deep run at Hoover, you can get yourself to a, a national seed. You may be there already. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'm cool. I, I'm cool with just winning every series. The, this is the way out. I guess. I mean, sleeping Alabama would be nice, or it's, uh, South Carolina on the road would be a confidence booster. But we'll see. Um, I feel good about it. We'll see. It's LSU. They got LSU on the jersey, so that's kind of scary. I, I'm cool with the Thursday night start. We've played a lot of series this uh, this year that end by Saturday, so that's cool. Get some extra rest in the back end. Uh, what is it like? One more week of midweek games? Pine Bluff or something? I think they got two more. Okay, I'm looking forward to those being over. Then you can really start trying to plan out your postseason bullpen and rotation and all. Yeah, I guess the one other note is Houston Roth sprained his hamstring. Is he going to be? Yeah, soon? I think you just need to rest him until the midweek games are over because I think really his role is in the bullpen. But we'll see. I tell you where I would roll him back in would be the SEC tournament. Okay. Yeah, let him start an SEC tournament game. Okay. <laughs> Game one of the SEC tournament. Yeah, yeah. Because you're, you're thinking that in a tough regional, you might need him for your fourth starter. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and But but you will then have Fowler as a lefty out of the bullpen after the midweeks are done. I mean, he's fine. I mean, he it, I trust Fowler to come in. He's a ma- – I, I would match him up. Right, uh, right, right. When you need – when you really need a, a lefty, he's, he's good to go. You don't really have anybody else, so he better be. Um. Yeah, so I think I think they win, but honestly, with this team, it can be hard to predict. They they lost two out of three in Starkville, and then again, they're one and three versus State on the season. State's a scrappy team. They had high aspirations before the season started. Obviously, uh, what's his face getting keeping in his pants and all of that, and uh, kind of derailed their season a little bit. But I, I mean. If we're being honest and not too rivalry obsessed, it's not like they're a trash team. I mean, they won a super, or they didn't win a super. They were in a super last year. There's no bad team in the league really this year. No, no. And state was that team, so they started winning some and and beat Ole Miss and swept Arkansas and all of that. And all of a sudden, you know, they're a three seed right now. I think they're top forty RPI. Um, so you know, whatever. We talked about for the show, you need them to keep winning for the bad loss to be better or whatever, all that stuff, whatever. I- I'm glad this is what I hate the most is the way the dumb governor's cup works where since state won this year, they're going to get to be the home team again next year. I-, I think whatever team has the away series in the sec should get to be the home team of the governor's cup. That's my opinion. So, and so Ole Miss, other- Miss would have won if that was the case last night. Cause they scored in the ninth. What? So in- so, in other words, they should just alternate the home and home. Exactly. Yeah, it's stupid. It's, it's, agree with. it's a dumb policy. Um, yeah. I don't know, John. What else do you want to talk about this week? We, we talked about before the show. We're cool with doing a short show. I mean, these baseball season shows are a little bit formulaic. There's not a ton of news this time of year outside of what the team's doing. So, you know, I hope you, you listeners don't mind that we're a little bit under our normal 60-minute average. Uh, I think it's pretty simple. They're in a good position to go win each series down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, midweeks really the stress is out of it. 
mm-hmm. get Roth back. Hopefully he can come back either the last series of the year for the SEC tournament before regional play. I think they um, they have. I mean, they have a they have an attainable path to a national seed. Mm. They're probably right on the bubble today. I think they need to get to a to nineteen to feel to be on the the right side of the decision, and then they probably need to go probably. And what are they? Two. What are they? Ten and eight right now. Yeah, they're ten and eight. They need to go. I'm, I'm saying that nine and three. Go find a sweep somewhere in there. Hmm. Got it. LSU. Uh, yeah. Be this weekend, although I don't think they're that good. They're just that good. Carolina is going to play desperate. I think your best shot of the sweeps, Bama, at the end of the year when they're kind of in screw up mode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Probably out of the picture at that point. Yeah, so. I don't think that they're going to make the tournament. Yeah, it, uh, they might even make Hoover. Right? How's that shaking out? Two teams don't make it. Isn't that right? Yeah, I think Tennessee's one of them, and then Tennessee's near the bottom, and then Alabama maybe the the other one. I would right think, there. without checking the standings, that's what I would think, but I don't know. All right, well, we'll call it there. Um, if you like the podcast, thanks. We appreciate that. Uh, give us a rating on iTunes. That would be great. You don't even have to have an iPhone. I don't think to do that. You can go uh, on the iTunes store, look up the podcast, hit the rating button, write a little review. That would be much appreciated. Uh, maybe help some other uh, Ole Miss fans find us, show up when they're looking for Ole Miss shows. Uh, but that's about it, guys. Um, you can still uh, add your name to the T-shirt order form. Come in sometime this summer if I had to. If I had to peg it um, as things slow down a little bit here, uh, busy season kind of calming down a little bit. Um, let's see. I don't think I have anything else I need to say or want to plug. John, I, I'm guessing you're good on the plugs. Yep. Yeah. Sure. Perfect. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Um, Just like we say every week, you know, we really appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back next week to talk some more about uh, this Ole Miss baseball season, anything else that comes up. So for John, I'm Justin. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you next week.